This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Give your kitchen the upgrade it deserves with Clearview Cabinetry. Clearview Cabinetry starts as a kitchen built for now and grows with you as life changes. It's flexible by design with full access cabinet construction. So you can go from doors to drawers for storage that works when you need it. Get an appointment-free design consultation and explore all our cabinet options on display in our kitchen showroom. And save big money now at Menards. Save big money at Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, thank you so much for joining us once again. Here we are, episode <laughs> seven. Holy <laughs> crap. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. With me, as always, is Kristen Studdard. Hi, guys. Episode seven. If you're just catching up now, you could have a full week's worth of podcasts. Truly. In your in your queue. Congrats. I, I think that could, that could be a... I was going to say curse, but I don't. I don't mean to. We're wow, having a great day. Don't belittle our own show on week on day seven. I just I, the I, Lord's day. The Sorry. Lord. <laughs> this is and on the seventh day we on the seventh episode we do not rest. We, we continue <laughs> to rock. Uh, I guess I just thought of like you know when you have to catch up with a podcast, it could be much worse. Anyway, oh, I love catching up with a podcast. I love let's bring in banking them. Oh yeah, let's bring in our guest. We might as well. Uh, We're not going to bank her. We're going to bring her in right away. We, we, I brought myself in. I'm you, sorry, guys. You did. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm the, the Kool Aid Man. But about God. <laughs> oh no. Oh, she's a a, a, a very funny uh, musician, comedy person, writer. She's a host of her own podcast. Everything's coming up. Simpsons on the Max Fun Network. An editor at Mad Magazine. Boy, she does it all. <laughs> guys, it's Allie Gertz. Hi. Oh, my Lord. Hey, guys. Hi, Allie. Hi, Allie. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. My dear friend. You're one of my best friends. It's... I want... Kristen, I think you're one of the best people. Oh, cool. What? Okay. I like all these superlatives. Get them out up top because it's... we're going to be talking about another kind of superlative. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite superlative. Oh, my God. Most oh. rock. <laughs> Is that really... I guess I, I mean it really uh, technically isn't a superlative, but it's a uh, in essence it's a designation. I mean. uh, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. This is off to an awful start. Allie, <laughs> it's all my fault. We've no. established that you and I are are good buds, uh, and I think because of how close we are, you have a uh, you have a connection to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame just because you know who I am. I care so much about the rock. And Roll Hall of Fame is, is it? Oh, no. uh, because uh, because Joe, yeah, you are one of my nearest and dearest, and it, it's truly uh, you really hit it on the head. I really genuinely care only, only, only because <laughs> you care about it. I didn't know what it, I'd never heard of it. 
Had you truly never heard of it? I've never heard of it. I had never heard of it. And listen, Joe can attest to this. I'm a huge fan of music. You really are. I'm like, I, I, not I, not in the way that one on a dating profile says like I like music and, yeah. and nature. Like I genuinely I like am going out and having like, a good time with my friends. Oh, I love good times. I love, I love fun. food. Dude, I love good food. Laughs. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I I would categorize myself uh, maybe not an extreme music nerd, but I would say that I'm kind of a music nerd i i get i geek out about y'all know i geek out y'all know she's down a clown on music <laughs> when that when elo had their new album came out it's all i could talk about for months mm-hmm. i i you, really wait, you mean, you mean inductee ELO. and you mean jeff lynn's elo right jeff lynn's elo okay, much like kurt sure. cobain's nirvana wait, wasn't elo was recent right yeah that was 2017 that was the one i went to and well, much like you, Allie, I don't know <laughs> or care about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame other than through Joe. Although now, boy, oh boy, have I spent many hours of my life thinking about it outside mm-hmm. of this podcast. Yeah. So how has that affected your personal life? Boy, I don't know. Ask anybody who's tried to be friends with me in the past <laughs> couple of weeks. You, are you able to, I mean, like, you're you're smart. You keep it to yourself in social situations. I find myself bringing it up an awkward amount, and I don't <laughs> like what it has done to me. No, I mean, like, I would, as someone who, you know, uh, obviously cares deeply about this institution and knows everything about it, even I know. Keep it yourself. Like even <laughs> my like Don't. I was trying to talk to my parents about it. I said this last week. I was trying to talk to my parents mm-hmm. about it and they were kinda like, Huh, okay, well that's Gotta go. nice, honey. <laughs> like please. So uh forgive me if it's been addressed on one of the six episodes before this one, but why make the podcast? <laughs> I think because well, there's a few reasons. One was I, I kind of feel like a I need place th- to let it out. Yes, I do feel like there have been a lot of shootings happening, and you'd like to not contribute yep. to any yeah. further. Yep, he's I, gotta yeah. find somewhere to put this energy. Yeah, the, a valve. <laughs> you could cut that. Um, no, 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 no. We won't. No, 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 we <laughs> no won't. way. Um, but I, I, this I, is I, a positive way to like funnel mail aggression or Incels energy or whatever. all have their own rock and roll hall of fame. Right, yeah. At first I thought you meant my aggression. And no. I was like, I, I don't think I'm aggressive about because it. Because you have the rock and roll hall of fame to care about. Yes, rock and sure. roll. Rock and roll. Got what it. Did, you, did you think it was rock in roll? Rock in, maybe <laughs> yeah. with an N? Well, it was really just like the rock hall. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't well, sure if Joe it was. Talks about it. <laughs> well, I'll call it the hall. I'll you're very close the with the rock hall, yeah. so you go by the first name. <laughs> yeah, we're very familiar. <laughs> uh, I found myself on podcasts before we started this one, talking about it a lot, uh, and people would be like, "Come on, and and uh, you know, talk about your stupid little thing, <laughs> you nerd." Uh, and I had a, a few people say like, "I could," and it always felt like every time I was on a podcast, I didn't even scratch the surface. Uh, and I had a few people be like, "Yeah, I could like I could listen to you talk about this for much longer." Were they I, usually saying it sarcastically? Yeah, and they they were well. I mean, they were rolling their eyes. Does that mean they were being sarcastic? <laughs> they were doing the jerk off sign. They yeah. they pretended they had a noose around their neck and they were yeah. like pulling it. Yeah, yeah. that means uh, it's a sign of affection, right? You know, like when you put two fingers just casually up to the side of your head yeah. and you just you know mm-hmm. cock your thumb a little bit, like yes. that. Yes, like yes, that. yes, yes, yes. It was a sign of uh, yeah. It was a term of endearment. It was. 
Yeah. So I, I guess I already knew all of that. I I wondering maybe how uh, you got Kristen involved. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen's Boy, a very record, smart, funny lady. I wonder myself. <laughs> this is a woman week. who shouldn't waste her time like this. <laughs> Honestly, every week I come back and I'm like, "What? What are we doing here?" And you know, I, it's really surprising me <laughs> all the time how much. I care a little more each time. That's really sweet. I I find myself, I hear bands on the radio. I wonder if they got in. I was listening to a podcast about Liz Fair on my way here, and I was like, do I think Liz Fair will ever get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is a question I would never <laughs> have asked myself ever in a million years. May I please ask, is it because the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is proving itself to be interesting, or is Joe just that passionate about it that it is kind of rubbing off on you boy i will never give the credit to joe but i will also <laughs> never give the credit to the rock hall so we're at an impasse we sure are uh, i think it's it's probably just come the down. human rock and roll hall of fame. <laughs> i just called it the rock hall you sure did boy oh boy i think it's a stockholm syndrome situation <laughs> the thing is, it, rock it, home sorry everyone oh, point rock home syndrome <laughs> is that a new title <laughs> No. Week eight, new title. Rock yeah, Holmes Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Where I suddenly am like, why do I care? But honestly, and it is fun to Oh God, I just said fun too. Mm-hmm. You know, it is. It's gotten I like knowing I like information. I like learning. I like music. Uh those are all things that are involved in this podcast. I dislike, you know. The patriarchy mm, and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of institutions that maybe reinforce it and kind of, you know, straight white male supremacy or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. I I do find that this is a fun place to give a little pushback, maybe, maybe rather than having two dudes who fucking love the rock hall I will it's probably better absolutely I would case yeah. over here it's a perfect absolutely standing for Pat Benatar just uh-huh. week in week out I was thinking <laughs> about that today I was like I don't even really love Pat Benatar but I'm mm-hmm. just pissed that she's not in the rock hall yeah that's I'm like, so glad it's wild to me the things that I have found myself forming an opinion about and caring about I think it's beautiful thank you <laughs> Boy. I'm I'm still kind of shocked that you claim to have never heard of it. Listen, I've been on jury duty. The things like alleged or claim <laughs> are the triggers for you. Are really meaning a lot to me. And I will say, with that, uh, w- w- by having this uh, new experience, I do take these things very literally. And yeah, I claim. That I've never heard of the Rock Hall of Fame. I, in front of this court. <laughs> I solemnly swear that I don't care about the Rock Hall. It, now, it, but to the best of your knowledge, as far as you can recollect. <laughs> Objection. You didn't say alleged in between every word. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, y- yeah. It kind of blows my mind. Mm-hmm. It To me... I'm thr- I'm thrilled to know that there's this thing out there that I probably would care a lot about but just haven't before. Uh-huh. And I felt that way. Uh, I went and saw uh, Weird Al, uh, which I know you also saw uh-huh. recently. I love Weird Al. I love Ben Folds. 
somehow I never heard the Weird Al Ben Folds parody. And it blew my mind because he talks about the dang Simpsons in the first line. It seems oh tailor-made wow. for Those you. Are, that's a, that's a, a Venn diagram yeah. of whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a little whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You might say you might. it's whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Here in court, we say a little thing called whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I plead. But anyway. Um, yeah, a song called Why Does This Always Happen to Me, which was a, a Weird Al original that is was written to sound like a Ben Fold song. Yeah, so, so it's not parroting just one Ben Fold it's the, song. More it's the, the style, style of, of Ben Fold. Because Which, he produced and worked on Rocking the Suburbs and directed the video and, and has a little cameo in the Rocking the Suburbs uh, yeah, in, the, in, the in that video. video. Yeah, and Ben Folds plays keys on that track, on the Weird Al track. Right. Um, and so it was one of those things where it was such a, a beautiful blind spot that I appreciated having you because got it made me for the first time yes. live in front of you. Yeah. And in the same way that it's thrilling to watch Weird Al sing a parody of your favorite musician that isn't the Beatles and mention your favorite TV show, I'm absolutely blown away to talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for my first time with my best friend Joe. Oh wow. This, this is, is cute. This is guys. very cute. This is we don't not not many things are cute on this podcast. I will no. say that very rarely is to something even very Jeff Lynn cute happen. <laughs> things are mostly. Wait, very... can you guys change this to Jeff Lynn's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame podcast? <laughs> I'd be happy to. Uh, and to bring Kristen in on what we're talking about, uh, Kristen, when, I love you just as much. Oh, thank you. When when ELO just for that specific reference, because uh, when ELO uh, released another album like within the past few years. For whatever reason, I I can postulate on it, but it was called Jeff Lynn's ELO, which is like, yeah, dude, <laughs> we know. We get it. Okay. It's, it's honestly the same as saying but, it's Kurt Cobain's Nirvana. And he's always been an ELO. He's this always been pretty much the sole like, okay. con- creative contributor. This uh, isn't like... Um... Oh, why can't I remember the new Journey guy's name? Oh, Arnell Pineda. Arnell. This isn't like no. Arnell's Journey, which sounds no. like a children's book. No. Um. Jeff Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it, it, Jeff Lynn has always been the guy. The guy basically and no synonymous. one else has changed. That's what's so funny. I think there might have, this must be it. But and I think, I think it's a like long-standing grudge where some former members of ELO toured using the name. I think that's got to be it. Otherwise, oh. why why would you be such a stickler? And I think it probably happened a long time ago. But being such a stickler to be like, it's mine. It's, I, so... it's me, Jeff, and it's mine. Also, ELO doesn't make that kind of music. You know what I mean? Like, I, like aggressive like, yeah, territorial. Like territorial music. To me, an ELO, it would be like, you know... Whatever, it's yellow. I mean, it's everybody's here. yellow. It's Xanadu, Mr. baby. Mr. Blue Sky is my friend. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, good. That's that's. Thank you for that catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I felt like we kept referencing it and you were smiling politely. Yeah, but... <laughs> I mean, unfamiliar. You should have a button that you press every time there's a reference yeah. that Joe makes. <laughs> yeah, passingly. <laughs> Without consideration. What is this? Without due consideration. Which, of course, says, says nothing to your very high intelligence oh, and awareness of music and other things. It's just that have, Joe is so, so no dorky. Point, at no point do I let that get to me. <laughs> Don't you worry about it. My self-esteem has stayed pretty okay. There was a time I did a bad Jamaican accent. That's the lowest mm-hmm. it's dipped on this podcast. Somehow it wasn't me doing the Jamaican accent, <laughs> which is pretty hard to believe. Very badly. You really went for it. And I uh, showed a surprise amount of restraint given Mm. what we know about me (laughs) Uh, 
Well, I think the other thing I was uh, surprised that you didn't know about the Rock Hall is your dad is in a 80s cover band. It is oh, true. Okay, I was about to, I really thought you were going to be like, in the Rock Hall. Your dad, dad is in it. <laughs> okay. Wait, so you didn't know, like, because I didn't, I knew about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but only so much as in, like, I thought it was the museum in Cleveland. Like, that's what I thought. Right, yeah. I. I truly am trying to look back on my life and think if I've ever heard anyone use the words Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to me. And I think the answer is probably no. I don't think Mm -hmm. it came up ever. I really just don't think it was around – I don't know why I would have cared about it. I love – Why would anybody – who cares about the Rock Hall? Here we go. The titular question. that could be a name for a podcast. (laughs) I'm I'm still back and forth on Rockholm Syndrome, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see where we land when we finally put this thing out. Right. Great. Uh, Good. But after too much time, we'll start to doubt whether or not it's sincere or if Mm -hmm. this is working. But my dad – yeah, my dad is in an 80s cover band. They are called Knight Rider, spelled with Y's instead of I's. And a K – Correct. So it's Knight Rider. And so they... Uh, With a Z? A K and a Z? There's Knight no rider. Z. Just Knight Rider. Oh, single. Just the one rider. Single rider. They're all, they're riding all in collectively. One car. Yeah, yeah, like, a, yeah, yeah. like the Power Rangers, they come together to become <laughs> Knight Rider. So uh, my, my dad's cover band has been around for... My gosh, maybe fifteen years, and they uh, they for, when they first started were just like nah, you know people maybe will care about eighties music. It has become such a touchstone in in terms of like you're going to go out, what are you going to do? Are you going to do karaoke? Are you going to go see eighties cover band? Are you going to go you know to see whatever? It, like it's something that's like pretty yeah, normal. It's you on could par. There are a lot of eighties cover bands, but my dad, uh, according to the website, your favorite eighties cover band. And <laughs> oh, I have to right. say, I agree. What city are they in? They're in Long Beach, but they have toured. Ooh. They used to open for Carlos Mencia on the road. Wait, <laughs> I don't think I knew Wait, that. Carlos yeah. Mencia as doing comedy. He would bring um, the party. He would bring the party. <laughs> Um, they, you know what? Also, Knight Rider does do weddings. I just want to put that out there mm-hmm. now. They have done very famous weddings and birthdays. They've done, uh, they did the something along the lines of maybe Nancy Cartwright's kid. I don't know which one. <laughs> famous weddings. <laughs> famous. Listen, so, so, you want and birthdays. Upper Listen up. You want upper echelon voice actors. Yeah. Uh, kids. Kids. <laughs> We don't know which one. They're the one. Night they're Rider the band. There. I will say they're very, very good. They take their music very seriously. I, I don't know that Plus I necessarily. Plus at the end, Allie. Sheesh. <sighs> <sighs> All right. I'll take my mask off. It's actually Allie's dad. Uh, oh, but, but, but I only He's bring like, him and up. I do know about the rock and roll. It's my favorite. Because I'm a dad. <laughs> and I'm in a cover band. Yeah, my well, my dad is kind of embarrassed about that whole lifestyle. He doesn't like when I plug it. He gets embarrassed anytime I bring friends to see them, even though they're great. And maybe he was trying to shield me from his nerdiness. I genuinely do not mean that as a joke. I really think that there's a part of him. Like, he gave me the interest in the pop culture. I was a girl who liked Rush, and that didn't help wow. in the way that you think. Right. And I, I liked really dorky things. And maybe this was my dad's way of like, well, I hope you... One day lose your virginity. I think that's maybe <laughs> what was like, happening. I will shield yeah. you from from knowing about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But now that I've done it at least once, I think I'm ready to <laughs> learn to all get about in there it. And learn. I love that. I I like love hate that your dad would be at all ashamed or embarrassed to be 
in a rock in, in an eighties cover band. It because breaks my heart. I do think that like I think that is the most daddest thing that you could possibly do. And I love it when a dad just gets there and owns his dadness, you know? But you know what? was hard about it is he's really young and cool and he just looks like my friend <laughs> and i think he like i think he struggles with it yeah wow. with with kind of except maybe accepting yeah that he is he looks 35 he's 47 Whoa. he's a young guy is your dad the singer no he is the lead guitarist he shreds cool <laughs> thank you for asking <laughs> Uh, so you come, yeah. So you come, I from, come a, from a music background, yeah, and a rock family. I do, and you are a musician as well. I am. You sure are. I don't rock, but I like you strum. I strum, <laughs> strum and roll <laughs> every night. You mentioned uh, being oh, a, that a euphemism. Now I'm confused. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Go <laughs> keep going. You mentioned being a, a woman who likes Rush. Which is uh, you're the only wow. one. Let me tell you, I felt we're uh, gonna get some emails. I can. Do. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll I'll try to help uh, by calling out my own sexism, so no one else has to do it. But I remember feeling I I 100 percent of course identify very strongly as a feminist. But I did I, every now and again I come across instances where I realize I'm not as feminist as I would like. And mm-hmm. one of them is I went to go see a Rush cover band in Big Bear, California. Uh-huh. And I went there to kind of get away from it all. Maybe leave my phone just plugged in and not worry about it. And then I saw, and I was going to go check out nature. And then I saw there happens to be a Rush cover band. I want to. It's try only to eight dollars. I want to try to guess go what ahead. their name was. Oh, um, the spirit of Rush. It is not the spirit of Rush. Okay. Um, okay. Their name was a uh, whole lot of drums. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. Oh Spirit my of Rush god. is a cover band. Oh my god. They're, That's amazing. Spirit was, of Rush is a cover band. I'm, I was truly just guessing. Tom Foyer. Tom Fo- Foyer. Foyer. <laughs> Tom Foyer. <laughs> we drink Tom lemonade. <laughs> I know, like Foe. Like Fab Foe is a Beatles cover band. Um, um, I, I, you know, I, I will admit that I don't remember the name, but I will look it up okay. for you in the middle of this at a, at a convenient <laughs> a time. time. Right, you don't feel don't feel pressure to that. I mostly but, just wanted to. But let me tell you, on yeah. Facebook, you go to their page. Um, it might be the Spirit of Rush. It, they are a cover band, but I don't believe it's them because I believe that they are the first number one Rush cover band. The band I saw. I thought they were amazing, and I and I said to the person I was with, "This must be the best Rush cover band." And I looked, and I didn't even have to look it up because in between breaks, they said, "Thank you, we're so and so, number one, number three Rush cover band." <laughs> Whoa! But let me tell you, back to my 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 oh, yeah, thought process. Oh yes, yes, yes. Feminism. So like you're you're, fe- uh, you're feminist. You're gonna plug in. in you're gonna plug in your phone. You're gonna get away. You're uh, gonna... Uh, and I find the Rush cover band, and and I get there, and I I saw another woman, a beautiful woman. And I and I felt a little, I felt a little like, really thought I'd be the only girl here, mm-hmm. and that made me feel. It made me <laughs> right. have to. It made me have to have to really look hard at myself and be like, you know, Allie, there are other women who like Rush cover bands. You're not the only mm-hmm. one. Yeah, there needs to there be more are other room women in Big Bear who like Rush cover bands. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. I mean... People talk about the writers' room. We need to make more room for women in the writer's room we need to make more room for women in big bear to see this to third, see best, the third rush best rush cover band, rush cover band and like area. it sincerely i yeah. have a thought about i've i think about this sometimes um the band the who 
I think about who? them. Do you love The Who? How do you feel about The Who? The Who's also a band that, like, uh, so I love the song You Better You Bet mm-hmm. a lot. That's a good one. But it's mostly because he talks about a dog. <laughs> <laughs> As a kid, I was just like, he's talking about a bone of some sort? Cool! <laughs> like, not even realizing that it's a euphemism for a, a yeah. boner. Yeah. I was like, I love this song. It really speaks to me. Aside from that song and, like, the, the uh, other few things... They were never my bands, I but just, I really do think I they're cool. I don't know any, and again, this is could be back to the list making, back to me just making generalizations about women. Mm-hmm. But I have, I don't know. Um, I and I, I ask this question pretty frequently because I, I am interested. I just would, I've never met a woman whose favorite band is the Who. And that my problem is that that makes me want to adapt the Who as my favorite band. Yeah, you're like right, now yeah. I want to get in there. I, I have know, to be I, the special I, one. I well, but I just think I, I guess I just wonder sometimes about I, th- I don't know that their music connects. I, I don't know. I just think about the Who sometimes as like all those classic rock bands. I know women whose favorite, you know, Led Zeppelin, The Doors. Ugh, the um, Doors suck. Like, mm-hmm. but like sure. you know, a I, lot I, of those their peers, like the Kings, yeah, Rolling Stones and they connected and... the Rolling. Yeah, the Stones. My mom loves the Rolling Stones. Like, I mean, even Rush sings about trees. <laughs> sure, it's a reference like, to Lord of the Rings, but well, and like the the Who made a freaking musical right they made operas you you think if if we're going based on our stereotypes ladies but fat ladies yeah (laughs) come on body positive feminism um but i guess i just feel like i i don't know uh, i i an assumption that i often make is that i that women that not no woman's favorite band is the who i think that's fair uh, and I, th- I think it's something that gets lost in the through the generations, right? Cause Are you talking about my generation? Oh my god, <laughs> I'm gonna kick your ass! <laughs> oh my god, I have to leave now. I'm so- oh, was it because I just crushed so hard because I just spiked the ball? Yeah, <laughs> yep. over the net. I need to let you just talk by yourself because you earned it. Yeah, there um, we go. I think Finally. Wh- what I mean, though, is usually when you are surveying women about their favorite bands, I would assume that they are probably women who are around your age. Yes. And I I would guess that the people from the baby boomer generation, there are, are more likely women who do identify the Who as their favorite band. Well, because he's also a very dreamy lead like he's yeah. a babe he mm-hmm. wore yeah, super Roger tight Daltrey. clothes yeah. like yeah he was swinging he was swinging that swinging uh, stick around. Mike, dick. Yeah. <laughs> mike dick he's swinging that mic around you said you said dick and i was like dick mike dick dick, dick mike dick mike dick <laughs> mike dick is hot um but it's interesting to think about what gets lost uh because obviously we are all experiencing this music kind of in its totality like their discography is over by the time we get to it and then we evaluate it uh kind of encased in historical amber uh, <laughs> oh my now i also historical amber like... loves the who yeah. um <laughs> she and cynthia plastercaster are, are uh, her... tight best friends as tight as her acid wash jeans i do think Aww. of like you look at uh for, for anyone that wasn't alive in the 80s you could at least look at freaks and geeks they talk about the who you have mm-hmm. you have people talking about it it yes. was clearly a touchstone no one could pretend well not pretend but no one could deny how popular the who was obviously the fact that there's even a question of the who or led zeppelin and i'm just like well 
first off, shut up. Yeah. But also, <laughs> but that was a legit but question. It is, at the time at when the time. they were, you know, at their height. Well, right. And again, speaking of freaks and geeks, that is one of the reasons that I always think of so many drums. Right, Rush, because Rush. Jason Siegel's character, Jason Siegel's character, yeah. Neil Pert. Yes, is he's the emulating Neil Pert. Yeah, and he's got all those drums. That is literally yes. when no, I oh. think of Rush. I think of the scene from Freaks and Geeks, yeah. where mm-hmm. he takes her down to the basement and is like, "Look at all of my drums." Absolutely, really quickly, only because I have been called out at called out on it many times. Um, I love I love Rush. I play drums not very well, but I play drums. Um, it's Neil Peart. Which oh. drives me crazy because oh, Neil okay. Pert sounds so much better and it rhymes with my name. <laughs> and so all the songs I've written about me loving Neil Pert are out the window. Neil but Peart. apparently it's Peart? Neil Pert. How do you spell right. it? It's like heart, like, but it's with like, a P. Yeah, like pear with a T at the end. Which is okay. why you would say Pert. Pert or part. Yeah, but yeah. Peart. Peart. Yeah, or Pert. Peart. Peart. Wow. P-art. There's a lot of ways we could really <laughs> okay. break this down. Anyway, I'm not here to talk about Rush. <laughs> the, the reason I... Are I, they in the Hall of Fame? Yes. They they were... Were they F-Y-E? No. They were, it was a long Were they F-Y-N? Out. Yes. Oh. They were so one of those some, bands. Uh, F-Y-E is first year... Gosh, I have, we have slang and everything. F-Y-E is first year eligible. And is this slang that came from... This, this podcast, podcast. Mm-hmm. yes, from the first Incredibly episode, I believe. Incredibly niche, if you will. <laughs> Who was the first guest? Was that Nate? It was Nate. It was Fernald, Nate. Yes. Nate Fernald, our buddy and our pal. Yeah, baby. Everyone at this a great, table. great guest. <laughs> great guest. But um, Fye is first year eligible. So the first year that a band is eligible to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is twenty five years after their first album was released. For first release recording, first, could be a single, oh, could a be single. an EP. Okay. Yeah. And then the first year, but they don't always get nominated the first year that they mm-hmm. are eligible. They Correct. often do not. How long yeah. did it t- And so first year nominated would be the first time that they were put up for a vote. But, right. So, so that Rush blows, got in as soon as they were. That blows my mind. Nominated. So That's insane. with Rush, then this is something we, we've talked about before with the Hall at one point was pretty pretentious. And did not... Not anymore. Bon Jovi's in. Exactly. It's all's fair now. Everybody can get in. So it's like the past five Unless years or so, it's... Of color. We'll talk for, about it later. For, the, <laughs> for kind of the past five years or so, the Hall has done a little bit of uh, kind of a retcon with like the more popular bands that maybe weren't critically acclaimed. Is that how Kiss got in, yes. Ben? Yes. Okay. Yes. So in 2013, Rush was inducted 14 years after they were eligible. But they had never been on the ballot. And as soon as they were on the ballot, they got on. People were like, wait a minute, Rush isn't in? They all thought it had already mm-hmm. happened. Right. <laughs> so- Except for the people on the nominating committee who were dragging their heels like, we're not going to put in Rush. <laughs> we don't want to put in Rush. We don't want to put it in Kiss. You know, we don't want to put in Chicago. We don't want to put in Steve Miller. Oh, they didn't want to put in Chicago. Because these are bands that are very popular but don't have the critical appeal. So let me ask a very general question that I'm sure has been covered. Um, But aside from, like, the actual um, checklist of things, being around 25 years, these other things I'm sure will come up. There's no real checklist. Joe invented one, though. But it is 25 years. That is 25 years is that's an official criteria. Official criteria. So maybe non officially, what is it that you have gleaned uh, is important when choosing uh, the people who are in it? Where where does the prestige come from? Like why is it important? Why 
you know, like, how does a band get selected and why does it matter and who's thinking about it? Because most okay, yeah. other award shows obviously are reflective of the year that things are happening. Mm-hmm. You look at the Oscars, right. you look at anything. It's yes. always that year. The so, achievements of the previous year. And there's something kind of funny and maybe this is why it is kind of dorky that it is so you have to be around for 25 years to even be considered. It, it automatically makes bands that don't hold relevance no longer important which maybe is why they would be in a hall of fame mm-hmm. type situation but i'm just curious if you could kind of paint that picture yeah for me. so yeah it's it's like a an award show that is only lifetime achievement awards right right oh and what a good little phrase that was joe <laughs> thank you, Chris- job, <laughs> thank you Kristen. I like it. uh and i think the 25 years is uh so that you can really evaluate an artist's career to give them the time that time so that it's not like of the moment and like you're getting caught up in an artist that will flame out or so so, so when did it when did it start 1986 was the first uh class okay so they were looking at bands that had maybe been around in the before the 70s and 60s no 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 no. so it was 1960 would be the latest okay you could have been uh you could have released a recording so that first year it was mostly just kind of like the architects of rock and roll who was in it so chuck berry fats domino little richard sam cook uh elvis when did the beatles get inducted as soon as they were eligible got it there so they are what we would call an fye so that would have been in the third year. So that would have been, you know. 89? 88. Uh, yeah, 86, 87, 88. I see. Yeah. I see. <laughs> okay. Okay, all right. I get it. Okay, you got your, got your little mind games constant. So those things are all very um, – those things all make sense looking at kind of like the history because most bands would stick around a lot longer and they would take some time to kind of like find their – like the Beatles don't become the Beatles until – I mean – you know what I'm saying? Like the Beach Boys don't really find themselves until Pet Sounds. Like they obviously yeah. did their oh, stuff, yeah. I but mean, it's, they've got you've got to have some kind of like impact and longevity. I think is the idea, uh, right? So what we what we will do with your your pick in a second is I will go through my my yeah, Joe Quazala patented Quazala's list criteria. of criteria, right? And you know, there's there's certain. Uh, if you have a lot going for you as an artist in one category, that can make up for shortcomings in another. Uh, you know, what is what is the best example of that? So, uh, you know, there's a lot of groups and artists who were inducted. I mean, Buddy Holly was not around for a long time. Oh, well, he did die. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, that you know, that's you know one what? of the hey, more unfortunate ways to, to end a career. You know what? Here for a good time, not a long time. Hey. The Buddy Holly story. <laughs> Love that, right? but he's he's a uh, he's a first ballot. You know, he's that first year eighty six. Um, but also, it is interesting because there are a lot of uh, so that first class was predominantly non white. Yes, yeah, for sure. Uh, of the, I mean, like we said, Buddy Holly and the Everly Brothers and Elvis are and Jerry Lee Lewis. They're white, oh. and then Chuck Berry, uh, Fats Domino, James Brown, Little Richard, Ray Charles, Sam Cooke. So, and um, many of those people were still around to be voting then right away. Yeah. So I guess it, because so then what also happens is the people who are in the Hall of Fame are the people who vote 
on the pre- preceding classes. Yes. So they. It's so weird to have someone talking about this that isn't Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That's You're, Kristen. Very good. Be weirder for me. <laughs> You're just so, and I, I, I hate to diminish you, but you're so pretty and smart oh, and cool, gosh. and you just don't have to be doing this. Yep. I just, I, I just here look I at you and I think, what an angel you are to be yep. here, dorking out. But you love it. You love it now. Do I? You do. I see it in your eyes. I do like knowing things, though. Mm-hmm. I, Is it knowledge power? You're teaching not, me. I wouldn't have loved to have this be my expertise. But, I mean, you, you know? could be learning a different language, or you could Boy. be learning about the rock hall. Okay, now, now this. Is the <laughs> which is a way to, to which is a way to relate <laughs> well, and talk to fewer people. Yes, it right. really happened. Uh, so the 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 process is there is a small group on something called the nominating committee, uh, and that is like in in the early days it was like closer to thirty people. Now it's closer to fifteen. Those numbers. It's gotten smaller. It has gotten smaller. Uh, That doesn't make a ton of sense. Well, the nominating committee is the group, and it's also a secret. That's something else. The The nominating committee. The the nomcom is a secret cabal. (laughs) There's another words that we. These are our terms, baby. This is our. This is our lexicon. The nomcom. The nomcom is a secret cabal of people, and the only people you know who for sure are on it are. Tom Morello and Questlove. And Questlove so, and else? So here, here, here's Stevie. Yeah, little Steven Van Zant uh, is on it. Uh, so it, you you can, for the most part, and I think these days they actually publish who is on the nominating committee on like the programs at the ceremony. Oh, but, great! Um, and you, and then someone better take a picture of it and tag it on Instagram so we know who's mm-hmm. on there. So <laughs> I don't. Still, oh there is a there is a group and um, a, the number of people on the nominating committee has been in flux. I guess early on it was close, maybe closer to fifteen, and then it kind of ballooned, and then it went back down. But these are like what you would call That's when they let Earth, Wind, and Fire defeat uh, <laughs> the entire nomcom. <laughs> it's a very large band. I know, I know, and a lot of them got inducted. Uh, as did Parliament Funkadelic. They have they're like felt like twenty fucking people were uh, anyway. <laughs> The nominating committee is industry experts. It's like managers. It's like, you know, uh, people who uh, are writers and journalists from Rolling Stone and Spin. And, you know, there's like executives from MTV. And NME. And NME, yes, for sure. In addition to musicians, uh, authors, uh, you know, label executives, all, all types of different people who. This sounds like more than 15. Yeah, so you know what? I'll go ahead and I will do a quick count (laughs) of who's in right now. And I'll just – I'll say it out loud. Why not? John Landau, Sandy Alouette, James Bernard, Nathan Brackett, Cliff Bernstein, Anthony DeCurtis, Reginald C. Dennis, David Dorn, Bill Flanagan, David Frick. This is obviously a perfect time for Allie to be looking up that thing on her phone. I'm so glad she's doing it. This is almost I'm doing. No, keep going because I'm counting how many – only one name could possibly have been a woman thus far. The next three are Lisa Gardner, Holly George Warren, Meg Griffin. (laughs) For real. What a perfect time for me to say that. Uh, so it looks like there are about 30, actually, right now okay. uh, for this previous year. Paul Schaefer is on the... But still, three is not a lot out of the first 10 names you said if, were... Yeah, no, 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 of course not. Uh, yeah, of, I think there are... Let, I'll do a quick count. looks like four, But also people five, do have six. misleading names. You know, I know my friends just named their baby George, and it's a girl. Oh, no. And someone else I know just named a baby James, and it's a girl. 
A sweet baby James? Yeah, sweet baby James. <laughs> Looks like there's six of about, uh, you know, less than 30 people on the committee, which includes people. And, you know, I've known girls named Ryan and Jordan. So it's mm-hmm. a Taylor. I mean, there's a lot of names that are. So about you know, 20 of these 30 are actually Devin. No, about what? 20 yeah, so we, actually, we can yeah. safely assume. We can assume all the Davids are girls. That Robbie Robertson sure. is a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, Robbie Robinson from the band, Paul Schaefer, uh, is there are, these are people on the nominating committee. Recent addition to the nominating committee, Dave Grohl. Now, I smell a transition. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So our, our man, Dave Grohl, who's obviously was inducted with Nirvana. They were in FYE in 2014. Dave Grohl has been on the nominating committee in the past few years. And has he inducted a lot of people? Dave he, Grohl seems like the, the kind of guy the, who'd be like in the inductees. He's in quality. the inductees Hall of Fame. All Grohl, right, so here's another thing. Grohl, there are people who induct other people really often, like um, and this is at the ceremony giving the speech. Biggest uh, one, you know, Eddie Vedder. He's, he's inducted always a lot. inducting people. Dave Grohl has inducted Rush. Oh, Queen. <gasps> Whoa. Uh, I think actually just Russian Queen. Russian I mean, Queen. not those just. Are, those are pretty good ones to yeah. be inducting if you're Allie. It's such a, it's such a bridesmaid <laughs> type of situation. <laughs> just like and always a bridesmaid, never. Who inducted Nirvana? Michael Stipe. Ooh. It was a good speech. Who inducted R.E.M.? Sorry. Now I, now Eddie Vedder. <laughs> and Eddie who Vedder inducted? inducted R.E.M.? Interesting. And David Letterman inducted Pearl Jam. Just to complete the loop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But who will induct David Letterman, Letterman for his spoken word? Brandon work? Wardell. <laughs> That's an inside joke for you, Los Angelinos, comic. Uh, yeah. Who else listens to this? If not if people, not who, people hate who Brandon Wardell. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus, come on! So we're fun. we are gonna we are going to talk about uh, Foo Fighters. We sure are. Uh, and we are going to go through my aforementioned criteria that I came up with to try and figure out what makes someone a worthy induct inducted artist into the uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, I love it. Is there anything you want to say before uh, we get into the criteria? Anything you want to say about Foo Fighters? Yeah. Foo Fighters uh, is one of my favorite bands, and it is the band that I am most often having to apologize for loving, mm-hmm. which I think is very- Is it your rock hall? <laughs> it is. This it is, is, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I. it's such a funny thing. Uh, growing up, I think liking kind of mainstream stuff is obviously very normal, but if you kind of- fall into this world of maybe kind of hipsters or snobs or elitists in any way, people that themselves are maybe musicians or whatever, um, you kind of are given less of a pass to like stuff that is like even rock in general, I think is kind of not appreciated. I don't think people really like when people like rock and roll. Yeah, Like I think it's lame. And I love it a lot. And and Mm -hmm. Joe, that's something you and I bond over. Like I really genuinely love rock. You and I have talked about like, uh, you, you listened to a lot of radio growing up, mm-hmm. and still do, and I still do also. Same, but I mostly listen to rap radio. No, K sure. K Day, it's yeah. a, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of great stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I also just like kind of being forced to listen to commercials, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, you are a freak. Okay, this yeah. is where we. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm now, sorry, listen, guys. We may have I'm a podcast sorry. about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but uh, <laughs> listening to commercials and liking it. 
Uh, this would be a great time for you guys to have a commercial break. Yeah, we'll be <laughs> right, right back. Stamps.com. <laughs> um, I love Foo Fighters so much. And, um, you know, it, as a kid, uh, Nirvana and Foo Fighters were equal to me. Whoa, and contrast. It is insane. It is insane. It is, but if you like the Beatles and Nirvana, a really good mixture of those two bands is the Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm, like, if you really sure. love pop, Whoa. if you really so. love pop music a lot, like a beautiful melody and good harmonies and really catchy tunes, and you like a little bit of rock and a little bit of roll, <laughs> <laughs> well, then listen, the Foo I've Fighters. Got a band for you. Yeah, for you. And um, you know, all the, listening to all those commercials <laughs> is really paying off because uh, you might have just sold me. <laughs> um, but it, it is a band that I sincerely love that I am not really vocal about loving. The only well, thing I'm vocal that's about, about to change, baby. I think so. Hundreds of people are going to know. <laughs> that's I think generous. so. And and I will say also, um, I do kind of. I never really go on record with how much I love Foo Fighters, but I do kind of go on record of thinking it's very stupid to go out of your way to hate them. I think it's the same as hating that. a. It's the same as yeah. hating a park bench. <laughs> like, it's like, don't you like to sit? What? In, it's nice and pleasant. <laughs> nice. Okay. But anyway, uh, it's convenient. Uh, the 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 only other bands I would have picked uh, w- would have been uh, Weezer uh, or Foo Fighters. Like those are the two mm-hmm. bands that have not made it in. Of course, at the time I didn't realize that there was this twenty five year rule. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's get into it because I'm very happy and excited to talk about it. Yeah, and uh, we are open to groups that are not eligible yet. Yes, uh, they will be eligible. For the 2021 induction ceremony, so that's in about three years. So it's coming up. Yeah, uh, and 2020 would here. be if the, the world 25 is year anniversary because I started in '95. Yeah, so the it's this is a I think I don't think I've brought up yet, but it is oh, uh, very stupid. Um, and if anyone's been following along with the math, you might have been like, "Wait a second. I mean, earlier I had that moment. What's so going on? You at the end of this year. Uh, oh, the is end it of... like the Oscars where the year before? Yeah. So essentially, yeah, twenty at the end of 2018, the artists that had uh, 1993 would be 25 years from 2018, right? Mm-hmm. But we already had the class of 2018. So the eligible artists from 93, they're eligible for 2019, 2019. because – not no real good reason other than like around October is when the nominees come out and then they're they're voted on then the ceremony happens in 2019 and then that becomes the class of 2019. Are you trying to tell me math nerds are involved with the rock hall? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think math nerds would get mad at this. They would because actually. it's not, you know, precise. But yeah, 2020 is when they're eligible and that's the 2021 exactly. induction ceremony because 95 was their first uh recording. The eponymous album yeah, there yeah. you go foo fighters okay so let's go through these categories then with with foo fighters first up is uh critical uh appeal and i would if i had to categorize gears had a if i had to categorize just critical as well you were like critical apparel. yeah critical, i need to critical i do not know what what like i feel like i'm doing an impression of someone that i just don't know who it is it's like an old movie critical appeal it's a little bit Edward G. Robinson. Yeah, it's uh, how they yeah, talk. Yeah, see? Yeah. All right, 22 <laughs> Skidoo. Critical appeal. I don't think Foo Fighters <laughs> are critical darlings, but I think they...
they are critically appreciated. I would agree with you. you I know? would say that obviously they will always be looked at in a very specific light because they they came from Nirvana, and there will it will always be impossible to separate that completely. And that's something if you've watched any number of the Foo Fighter documentaries, comes up a lot. Wait, there are a lot of Foo Fighter documentaries. There are three. I know Is of the one, one of them like Highway of Sound or something Sonic like Highways. that. Sonic Highway has <laughs> Which, one. There's sure, one and that that's more out. about. Uh, there, there might only be two. Let me see. But there, right. there are more than. There's more, there's than, more one. than one. And also, Dave Grohl has been involved in a lot of documentaries. Right. You know, there's like Sound City. But uh, there are at least two. Which isn't about them. There's but back it's... and forth. Uh, and then the TV series Sonic Highways, but then there's also a documentary that is kind of just like going through like how they became Nirvana. But then, so basically, but then it goes on to how they became Foo Fighters. I mean, sorry, oh, okay. how how the really, ashes I, of Nirvana became. The, yeah. Yes, yes, I could do a clean take if you want, or we can <laughs> just <laughs> pretend I'm do human. Not worry about it. No, Our certainly fans don't like doing expect that. humanity, and they don't <laughs> like clean cuts. No, thank you. Leave it in. Kurt Cobain hated clean cuts, and he was famous for his long hair. Um, so anyway, oh no, <laughs> oh no, um, that we should take out. Yeah, they will never critically be adored the way Nirvana was. But not, I think they're... And not only that, it's really just that there's this, it's, yes, they will always kind of live in the shadows of Nirvana, but because the type of music that they do is is pop, they do mm-hmm. pop, they are a yeah. pop band. They're a pop rock band. There's yeah. never going to be a world in which they could ever come close, but pop music should be celebrated and appreciated, especially coming out of that, because mm-hmm. there are like... To me, like, and and I think other critics would agree, although I have not gone through the reviews, yeah. I feel like there are probably a lot of people kind of uh, looking at, like, you know, uh, this, you have this Nirvana-type skeleton, but then the, the meat and the fat and everything, you know, that is this pop uh, sensibility, mm-hmm. which I think is what makes them, uh, uh, you know, interesting to the mainstream, but also to music nerds. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I feel like it will never be really cool to like the Foo Fighters. I agree 100%. And I also think, though, part of that definitely hits on the, like, whole rock music in and of itself as a genre is not really cool to like anymore. Mm -hmm. But let me please counter by saying, like, one of the things that's most interesting about the Foo Fighters to me is that, like, since 1995 up until now, they really have gone through an evolution. Are they still making music? Oh, yeah. Yes, they are. For sure. And and also... Their output, I would say, most people would agree, is not uh, quite as good as their stuff years ago. But they've maintained relative consistency with the quality and it's certainly nothing like you know bands like weezer where you go like don't listen to anything after those first two albums absolutely so they're they're they've had 10 albums what uh, they have That's had for real a thing i did not know they've had 10 albums but also they've had singles mm-hmm. um but so the... and we'll, we'll get into to those with oh, the other categories definitely. but and i, I want to say you would be shocked how many of their songs you would recognize you yeah. know a song off of each album i'm almost positive now call... oh i'm interested and in I can't wait until we get into that. I will also say that I think that Foo Fighters are one of those bands. There's like a subset of bands that were kind of like the pop rock type bands that happened in the late 90s, early 2000s era Mm -hmm. that kind of stuck around and were perpetuated by Rolling Stone in particular as like being 
cool. Like, and the thing is, that was when Rolling Stone stopped being cool. That's like when Rolling Stone stopped actually kind of being on the pulse <laughs> of what was going on. And now they just put Bob Dylan on the cover at mm-hmm. least one to three times a year. Yeah. Like, no matter how many what's times can yeah. you put fucking <laughs> Bob Dylan and what's his shit from the doors to put Jim Morrison on the on the cover of in the year 2016 I'm sure at least one time they put Jim Morrison on the cover of fucking Rolling Stone like that is how sure. irrelevant that magazine and has like, become and like yeah like Hendrix is like popping up on the cover a lot and it's uh, like in why they and celebrate how. a lot of anniversaries <laughs> yes um, and it's because it's becoming incre- increasingly dated and I think that in a lot of people's mind is like what the same as the like rock rock and roll hall of fame is the same thing it's like that's for dads who can't get over the fact that the 60s are over mm-hmm. and, and I, Joe and, and Joe and of course me Joe and you know the and the, now me? <laughs> Question mark? Exclamation point? Uh, Pound so- sign? You're going to bring it back. You individually. Uh, I'm trying to making the rock hall cool since never. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, not a ton of critical. I mean, a decent amount of critical acclaim. It's like they, I don't think anything they've put out is considered to be like a masterpiece critically. But, you know, it's their journeyman. Uh, and throughout the years, they're always given a decent amount of critical r- respect. And, you know, I, I because I don't know what the other topics right. are, I don't want <laughs> we've to... Really dwe- we've dwelled uh, I, I don't by dwell. our standards. So well, I just want to make sure that the things that I want to say will come up later, but they, I'm going yeah. to bet they are. Okay, great. So let's go on to albums okay. now. Okay. Let's go on right. to does, do... It's so hard with Foo Fighters. Like, are they plural? Are they singular? <laughs> uh, do they have... Are they single? <laughs> oh. Does they have... Uh, no, you're listening to Delilah. Uh, um uh, so do they have a classic album in their discography? And I would say that they do not have a, like, classic. What was that first one? Well, so the first, the first one, one is called, is Foo, called Fighters. Foo Fighters. But the second one, The Color and the Shape. That's close. Well, that's, that's what I think would be the closest to their yeah. classic. What has Everlong on it? That is Everlong's Color and the Shape. Everlong's on The Color and the Shape. What has it also Big has Monkey Me on it? Big Me's the first album. Okay, so Big Me was on the first album. Mm-hmm. Then on the second album was... Uh, Everlong and Monkey, Monkey Ranch. Ranch. It also hero. has My Hero. Oh, great! So, February Stars, and we can we can maybe talk about albums and songs together because I think Foo Fighters' strength is their singles. singles. I think they're more of a singles band than they are an album band. And I don't think, and I <laughs> think, too, a, I think they you put out I mean? a lot of good, if not great, albums, but none that I think really are ever in the conversation of the greatest albums of all time. They're never in the conversation. I will say, just for personal enjoyment, not that that's ever been considered on anyone's review. Uh, no one's ever like, well, Allie thinks. <laughs> but um, the color and the shape to me is a uh, is one of the only albums I I of a band I love where every single song is good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a single song that I would cut. I feel the same way. I think Foo Fighters, self-titled, and also There Is Nothing Left to Lose, the third album, I think that those are really, really consistent albums mm-hmm. in terms of just very solid music. Right. They're not – it's not groundbreaking music, but it's, like, really solid. Yes. And it's kind of similar to what we talked about Great. Critical. We'll put so, them in the rock and roll solid of fame. So <laughs> let's go through these songs then. Okay. Now, uh, do they have an like, iconic song – and I would say, again, like I think a lot of their songs are great. I would say Everlong is probably the closest thing to being iconic. But otherwise, they have so many – our next category is recognizable songs. They have so many. And I might as well just like go through Do it. 
uh, a lot of them. And I will also say too, not just it's not just that they have recognizable songs or like iconic song or whatever. I do think they have a recognizable sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. You know. Yes. But the que- I mean, does this come up later? Influence? Yeah, Influ- we'll get okay, to we'll okay, get later. to that. Okay. Uh, so on that first album, we have we what do we mention? Big Me already, yeah. right? So that's that. Uh, also, I'll stick around. Oh, this song's sure. cool. Sure, this song's I great. This song. It's so this much like Nirvana. <laughs> and then they have uh, This Is A Call. That song sounded like Nirvana and Hole and all of that, like mm-hmm. 90s. Oh. So this, this is, is a great song. So the, is this, this is a call. This is all, all from the first album. Oh, wow. Uh, and then after that, we get to The Color and the Shape, which right? Which fucking love. Which we have Monkey Wrench. Yeah. Which is like a staple of alt rock radio. Yeah, and also just of like any high school movie from the yeah, that er- early two thousands when they want to like. Uh, this is my hero, also right. from Color and the Shape. Ali is air drumming. She's really going so you nuts. You know it's good. And then this obviously starts very low, and this is Everlong, oh, yeah, which Everlong. I would say. And then the album after that is There's Nothing Stack Left to Lose, right? Yes. And that has Breakout in it. Which they should see the music Wait. video for. How does this one go? Are you listening? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> oh, it goes no. like this. <laughs> like, get me to the chorus, All right. Want me to get you to That's the... It's like asking, are you in yet? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Here we like, go. Uh-oh. You have to ask. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then this also has Learn to Fly. Yeah. Oh. Oh, um, that's a song I forgot about. Uh, uh, I think next year is the song that the show Ed had as the theme song, starring Michael Ian Black. I feel like oh, it Ed! Help. I remember that show. Uh, and then, so after <laughs> after this one is an album called One by One, and that uh, has some songs you would recognize on it as well. All right, hit me. Uh, and I'll I'll play them. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Oh, this song is great. All my life. These are not all on the same album. This just sounds... We just went through four albums. Now, can I say something, Mm -hmm. though? I'm going to say that Foo Fighters, in my opinion, falls very similarly into the category of the band Cake. I love Which is a a band that all of their albums, you can put them in any order. There is no evolution. There is no revolution. They They found the sound. They stuck with it. It's all the same. That is for... All of these songs could be on the same album you know so far oh right it it does change but also that is true but also the most popular ones are the ones that are the most similar but there are definitely some some ones that don't really follow that pattern but the the production is very very different from color and shape in the first one but down the line it's gonna get wacky so here's another one from one by one i might actually just kind of skip yeah skip it would probably recognize it. It's a song oh, called yeah. Times Like These. I don't like this song. Fair enough. You know, we, we they pretty good batting average so far, though, yeah. right? Uh, then after that is In Your Honor. This is the worst album by a lot. Also, well, because this song is cheesy. This song is like a Bon Jovi type, like, you know. Interesting comparison, what, but yeah, I, uh, I feel like it. Like, that's, this song is cheesy. Mm-hmm. It's a corny song. I right. agree. Okay, and then, so In Your Honor, I think the most recognizable song and I <laughs> that's such a yeah, you'd be like that song's cheesy let's hear the next one and then out of the gate 
I do like this song, but I it don't. It is good. I, I think mean, it's a great song. I don't like this album as a whole mm-hmm. in comparison. It's the first time that I think that there are not at least four good songs. What album is this? This is called In Your, in Your Honor. Honor. And you know who liked this song a lot and covered it at the Super Bowl was oh, Prince. Yeah. Best of You. This song. I've yeah, this which song. is, I think, one of the most unlikely covers. Wow. You know what? I would love to, I would love to hear the Prince song. Well, we're not doing that. Okay. Well, okay then. <laughs> and then there was a song called No Way Back which I, from that album, which I think is the probably the two-slot of recognizability. This just sounds like, done, done, on to the next one. Is that the song? No. <laughs> I don't do think. you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do. The song that we heard it earlier. Mm-hmm. Got right. Similar. And, and then, then after- skip Skin and Bones, because that's just a live. Yeah, I'm not, of course I'm skipping Skin and Bones. <laughs> like, What's well, a live oh, album? So then we have Echo, then- Silence, Patience, and Grace, which And this has- is when they kind of come back. This is when this is when VH1 on started. So, uh, you know, an interesting thing. Um, this is not when VH1 started. <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> so something that's interesting that I haven't had a good platform to speak about, other than maybe get on with, that soapbox. with me and you. I'm trapped in a car with you, and I can't get out. <laughs> uh, is that people of a certain age, uh, maybe millennials um, uh, and younger? Are, are people that... P-O-C-A. People of a certain age. <laughs> uh, but, 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 but basically, uh, we we didn't ever get an opportunity. It was pre-YouTube, but post-VH1 MTV playing music videos. And so like, yes. we didn't really have an, a, a way to watch music videos um, because they weren't on and we didn't have the internet in that way. Um, and so this is, this is the first uh, video of the Foo Fighters that I remember actually they played on, like, you know on the TV mm-hmm. all the time and it was like yeah it came back oh. like people started playing you know in 2003 you had uh, Hey Ya and you had Stacy's Mom and then mm-hmm. like there was Which kind of great a, videos yeah really really great videos and there was kind of a resurgence this of, was 2003 that we were just listening to n- uh, this was 2007 oh okay but this is like around like mid early 2000s they, they started having like more and more kind of it felt like there was about to be like a resurgence of, of this but then YouTube then, became yes right yeah. huge and then it kind of moved away mm-hmm. man that was the thing about the Foo Fighters early like stuff was I remember their music videos from With, when they uh, first came and, out and Tenacious D is in uh, uh, Breakout and Learn to Fly yeah Learn to Learn Fly, to fly. Yeah. and, and they like they have funny videos the yeah. Big Me is the, the Mentos the Big Me video is really uh, funny right? I remember I feel like I remember the Everlong video if I'm not wrong they always did a good job and they still do even though like people aren't watching music videos as much anymore they always put a lot of production, and they're also uh, pretty goofy in those videos. <laughs> well, Dave Grohl has a really good sense of humor. Like, he's really That's, fun. I, I, I love that you said it like that because he's, he's not, not funny. funny. <laughs> no, no. But he Goodness. does have a but good sense of funny. humor. He, he does. knows what's funny. He likes That's, to goof around. Uh, That's just as important. And then the, the, uh, the next album after that is uh, Wasting Light, which has the songs Rope and Walk on them. Mm-hmm. That does. Uh, you wouldn't does know nothing it. for you. You, not like it. you might. I'm gonna play rope. Uh, I'm gonna get into it. Okay. Yeah, it's a song that they gets a decent amount of play. Um, and then walk. This just sounds like. It sounds like Tal Bachman. It sounds like she's so high. Yes. Doesn't it? This sounds like the soundtrack. This sounds like an episode of Friday Night Lights right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're staring wistfully at the yeah. field. Everyone has left. The stadium remains. Yeah, that's it. I mean, legit. This is, this is soundtrack music. I'll see if I can get to the chorus. I think you might. Do you 
won't. There's no, I, you know, here's the thing. I don't engage with alternative rock anymore. Like, I, I did in its time, you know. Yeah, but right. Like, yeah, you're no, not turning cool. on 98 seconds. Yeah, I'm not. Okay. Or, or, so anyway, yeah. that co- kind of covers what I would consider to be recognizable songs. And then, the, you know, there's other ones that you might want to argue, Allie. But I would say, generally, what, what would you say? Uh, it, it, in terms of recognizability, I'd say we're done. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> and that's kind of where... And then you you would presumably argue that they have a lot of album tracks and songs that maybe didn't get played on the radio much or at all that also have their merits. Sure. Uh, but in terms of, like, iconic songs and recognizability, they, I think they do almost as well as you can for a band that came out at this time in terms of recognizable songs. And There's they, like, like a lot. They have a sound. I you know say what you will about the Foo Fighters, they have a sound. And <laughs> uh well, like you you think about like who Weird Al covers and uh you know you and know, I do. Is that is that going to be do. the new category? Is that has weird I think Al covered? It's not. It's not a terrible. Uh, I think category. it's. A, I think it's worth uh, exploring. There, to my knowledge, is not a Foo Fighters uh, Weird Al song. He is has there? A, a style parody from the most recent one. The most recent the one. Mo- and he played it at the Thursday show that I went to. And I went to the Friday show. And it, it's. Uh, yeah, it's you know a style parody of the Foo Fighters. See, so he is. I was so going to say they have a style. I was going to say right. Actually, they have a style have that a you style. can latch on to. Wow, it's almost like what I've been saying has been proven out. Uh, commercial success, absolutely. Uh, these incredibly I mean, so. Yeah, mil- the, every album is selling millions up until uh, those first. Up until one, people two, stop three, buying albums, there are Foo Fighters fans everywhere. It's ev- like Red Hot Chili Peppers. They're the same. Well, obviously, I would Red Hot say Chili Peppers. that that's almost a, such a good comparison. Mm-hmm. I think the Red Hot Chili Peppers are more. Influential, I think they were more like groundbreaking, or in terms of an innovative sound and like doing different things. Yeah, absolutely. But like, as far as like fan base, fan base, and like how cool it is to be a fan, Uh I think Foo Fighters and RHCP, simpatico. Just about every album they released went platinum. So you know, this is this is a band that has also with the same number of type of recognizable songs and style of like you know recognizable style of songs. Mm -hmm. You might have really hit that one, Allie. (laughs) I think they are right up there. And then uh, another category that I think they do quite well in is longevity. Of course, and there every now and again there will be a rumor that the Foo Fighters are breaking up, and Dave Grohl and the crew, the Foo crew, will get together on Facebook and say. Hey, we're not breaking up, and they'll do like kind of a funny video about it. Mm-hmm. It's like we'll never break up so long as none of us are dead, and even then, we'll probably stay together. Whoa, and of that's course, dark. That's dark, <laughs> Damn. dude. Damn, Daniel. Oh, wow. And so Thank they you. have uh, in the most recent documentary that I watched. And I can't remember if it was about wasting light or Sonic High. Uh, it mm-hmm. was wasting. I think it was about wasting light. It is important for every Foo Fighters album to have its own documentary. <laughs> 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 but basically, um, they were talking about, you know, there, there have been a number of uh, band member changes and, and, and it really has affected the sound and kind of what mm-hmm. it feels like and Dave's happiness. And like, uh, but they, they still, we worry about Dave. they still work it out in a way that as long as Dave Grohl's in the band, um, it can be Foo it Fighters. It kind of can still be Foo Fighters. That first album is just him. Which, which makes us ask, will Dave it, Grohl's Foo Fighters? I was just about to ask, <laughs> will it ever become? Wow, I ho- gosh, I hope not. 
Um, <laughs> and then the uh, one of our last categories is so obviously longevity doing great and still not only are they still around but they're still like when they put out an album it like everyone gets excited well, not like, everyone the alt alt radio okay. will play the song if not for a week they'll they'll play it a year. you know <laughs> if not <laughs> but you know what I mean where like you know it's not like their new singles are going to be huge hits right but it, they're going to get some play it's it's going to still be considered uh, playable radio songs Absolutely. whereas there's uh, you know a lot of bands who are still going but the stuff they're putting out who cares um, innovation and influence this is a category where I think they're not really yeah I think this is where they struggle I think this is where they lag hmm this is with the foo lag I think this don't, don't no it wasn't even a play on words I know it was that's just, why I'm so confused why you said it like not a two three letter uh, <laughs> okay moving on Allie's just I, staring into the distance <laughs> <yep>. upset <laughs> Thinking about every decision she's made. That's letter here. I uh, I am staring off in the distance involuntarily. Of course, sometimes your face just does things. But I was just trying to think about what that means. I think that they're hugely important uh, to um, a style change. And I think that I think that what's interesting about them, and of course, I wouldn't be able to back this up with anything other than my gut. But uh, that being said, I my guess is that they were largely influential of a. In the same way that Weird Al is hugely inspirational to a genre that I hate, which is bad comedy music. music comedy. Yeah. I bet you Foo Fighters has deeply inspired many garage bands and yeah. has, in that way, um, really had its, uh, you know, uh, its, its mark, impact, left its mark. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of uh, do I know any other bands that sound like the Foo Fighters? And that Probably you think not. wouldn't exist if the Foo Fighters didn't exist. Yeah, and I, I'm it's like, hard and, to... and is there anybody... Like, and then, like, who would – is there anybody we'd be glad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if Foo Fighters weren't around, then that means we wouldn't get, you know, neon trees or whatever. Like, um, yeah, so I, I think that is a, a fair uh, assessment. And then our last – if unless you have something to say, our last no, category. I just that's – I think that that's to their detriment. It's just mm-hmm. that they're like a solid – they're a steady band. Yes, but they're, they're not, consistent. They're good. They, uh, they show up. They do the, the job. You know, they're not breaking any molds. Yeah, they're just writing pretty solid pop rock mm-hmm. songs. And there's and, merit to you that. You know, if something needs a soundtrack, the Foo Fighters are there. Call them up. Last category. Uh, does my mom know who they are? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that really a you better, Yeah. Yep. You better believe my mom. Both my parents know who the Foo Fighters are. Yeah, so do mine. Yep. Um, once uh, we were, years ago, in the car with my parents, we were driving... Uh, from Pennsylvania, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to like either Columbus or uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and we passed Warren, Ohio, and my dad went, "That's where Dave Grohl was born," <laughs> and it's true, and I I can't forget that for the life of me. Uh, I I think that's beautiful. Uh, my uh my uncle lived, my great uncle, who's wealthy, lives in Tarzana. And he lives next to Dave Grohl. Okay. <laughs> oh, have you ever peeped the Grohl? Uh, my uncle hangs out with him every time he goes to every single uh, Foo Fighters concert ever. And has he ever been to? I've heard that they show up at a place called Paladinos yep. in Tarzana, yep. sometimes unannounced, uh, or or it's like a fan club thing or something. But Paladinos is like a <laughs> rock club slash dive bar owned well, by Amy Sherman Paladino. <laughs> you know what? I don't think. So. And they Everyone only wears serve little happy. It's the Gilmore Girls. It's Luke's. It's whatever. <laughs> So something I, I have a couple stray thoughts, if that's okay. Please. Um, one stray thought is just about um, the personality of the 
band in question. And and Dave Grohl is one of the very few good guys of rock good and guys roll. Guys of rock and roll. He's, solid dude. He's making a, solid music. Yeah, he's very clean. He yep. obviously has had a, a colorful past. It's not that he's a, a square or a dork. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. very cool. He's obviously he beca- he started out as this scrawny weird kid and became a very handsome ripped guy with Lead, long leading hair man. leading man. He was a weird drummer and became a yeah. leading man. It's a interesting. It's a, it's a crazy story. <laughs> it's Phil Collins all over again. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I, you know, he's such a yeah, nice you know how guy. Phil Collins got so ripped. <laughs> Phil Collins was so famous in a weird in a way that in we'll never really way. understand. It's true. Uh, but but he's someone who doesn't have the rock and roll personality that I think attracts critical uh acclaim and i think that there yes. i yes. think it is an important mm-hmm. distinction part of the to steadiness. say it's part of he, the solidity yes. the steadiness he's not a tortured genius yeah yep. and i you which know which is so you know who, attractive. who does uh who does uh take me down to the paradise city Guns <laughs> and Roses. Yeah. i'm sorry people uh-huh. so like, Axel Rose. yeah one of the most rock and roll bands in terms of lifestyle yeah. and like they suck so fucking hard i hate them so much uh-huh. and people think that they're cooler than foo fighters mm-hmm. simply because who he is and i think that that is something that people don't think about when it comes to like if dave grohl were this tortured guy i bet foo fighters would be not more mainstream popular, but I bet they'd be considered a lot cooler. They would have more cachet, and and, and, I, yeah. and I think that part of part of the Nirvana thing is, of course, the music itself. But I do think a lot of it is if he were also like if if it was Kurt Cobain's like also suicidal friend Dave Grohl, I right. think mm-hmm. people would be like, oh whoa. Um, and I, I don't know. I just think that's really mm-hmm. an interesting part of it, and I don't think they get as much credit as they should for that yeah. reason. Another thing, and if we could just play a clip of a song I really, really love, sure, the sure, newest sure. album is amazing, and uh, it's called Concrete and Gold, and it came out last year. And so, something I've been doing with my friends because I love playing new songs to people um, is playing this song in particular well and and just being like do you know who this is and if you know his voice well enough mm-hmm. uh, you will get it but if we could just play the intro it gets a little loud so don't turn it up uh, uh, okay. oh you can play it on you can play on yours yeah um, okay, so it, it's just the new sounds and I love how it kicks in it, it becomes very Foo Fighters I don't Say Cat Stevens update. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, if you know his voice. Yeah. If you know his, I, this doesn't sound like him. I mean, I, I guess for I those don't who don't know, know his voice. Mm-hmm. For, for those who don't know, we salute you. And 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 let's play the whole song because it's very, 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 very short, and you can always trim in post. For sure. Uh, it's gonna kick in. Hallie, you might be overestimating the amount of posts that we do. <laughs> uh, All right, I'll do it. But. <laughs> Put on dirty water, mm-hmm. and you're gonna hear yeah. a female Love vocalist. That dirty water. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna hear a female vocalist, and and you're and gonna I'm be gonna, like, I'm wait a scream. second, I'm gonna freak out. I'm gonna be like, this ain't the food that I knew. Pity the food. I just had to say that. It's okay, again. I understand, I Kristen. It's all right, Kristen. Don't worry. Gosh, I'm really ashamed. I've been It's going to get really cool, and I'm going to tell you before it comes up that it's Anara George from Bird and the Bee, and she's extremely cool. So this is this is actually going into like a very... Allie's getting turned. 
and now she and she's, she's like cool. really cool because here's okay so um <laughs> no she's she is the type of cool that Foo Fighters can never be because you know she's an indie darling Listen, yeah. this is a sweet song yeah. I also it's They're very ambient it. and this is very um this could get some indie rock radio play that's what I'm saying yeah, it, if, it, if it, it was called a different band yeah in NPR would play this if they didn't know yeah. that it was Dave Grohl. Yeah. Well, and also, like, if she and him... <clears throat> uh, her uh, and formed, he. Yeah, if her and he formed a band together and called it something new, it would, yeah. get, it yeah. would get radio play. I think you're right. Like, I think that that's the kind of thing... It's honestly, it's a branding problem in some ways. Yeah, because you don't... But you get more cred, but you probably sell less records. Yeah. Well, one of the things that Dave Grohl has said often, too, is that uh, if he could change one thing, it'd be his band name. <laughs> Ooh. Oh yeah, uh, what Hall, of, can... Hall of Famer bad. It's is it named off of something <laughs> a in a UFO? comic book or something? It's like it, it's it was a World a War Two World War Two term for like UFOs and like kind of yeah other other uh, Wait, things what? in the sky. Uh, it, in World in War Two, the there was like an army term about like UFOs and like aircraft pilots that were you know not understood in the in the air by the. Yeah. And I think they're not understood in the air. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, there's an X Factor category I think that is important and worth mentioning for this group, which is do they play the game? Oh, that, yeah. This is something they... I'm learning about despite myself. So Dave Grohl's on the nominating committee. He's but even NomCom, and even... he's all up in the Rolling Stone world and stuff, and too. And he's at so many of the induction ceremonies performing. He that is... makes me think it's unlikely that they won't get picked. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, he he is this such... This, to me, could reek of some Moody Blues shit where it's like once they get through all the bands from the 90s, you got your R.E.M. is already in there. You got your Nirvana's already in there. Well, I think they're more uh, credible than that. But, well, I mean, so that's something to consider with our verdicts, um, which I think we're ready for now. Um, and I, I think they're definitely gonna be inducted whoa i think Foo fighters could potentially be an fye <gasps> for real i mean well probably i think that you when you bring up that x factor thing that's what makes me oh man and do you want a band that appeals to these voters and Boy. it's Foo fighters yeah that's a band i mean i mean it really could and i think <laughs> wait the are thing... the red hot chili peppers in yes they are they are yeah were they fye they were not but they was like, like took were they fyn two, two or three no they were not they were on a ballot Whoa. before now what is that that so that means like rush first year next first year, first year nominated. nominated so like a, a band like rush was an fyn but they had been eligible for you know over a decade before but they finally got as nominated. soon as they were on the ballot they got voted in so the but, block was at the nomcom level, but uh, not the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It did not happen. And something we we brought up very uh, early, but didn't uh, pay off, was that when you get inducted, you get to now vote. You're not on the nominating committee, but now you are in the larger larger body of voters who then vote on the list of names that the nominating committee puts so out. So they nominate approximately how many people every About, year? So these years, it's around 19 or 20. And then, That's a lot. And, and then like always, five or six get in, right? Yeah, and, it, and there's an issue with that just because there are 2008, 2009, it was, sometimes it would be like nine or ten names nominated. So in a way, the nominating committee could kind of push some names if they wanted to because they know about half the artists nominated will get inducted. 
But now it's got to a point where it's about 25%. So a lot of people are getting nominated, which makes sense why there's less FYNs. What? Like, if there's more people (laughs) getting nominated, less people are getting in on their first year nominated. What I said made sense. I'm sorry. I was just trying to. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think they'll get in. They could be an FYE. I think the one thing that would stop them from being inducted as soon as they're eligible is the fact that Dave Grohl is on the nomcom. I think he could maybe oh, be he like, would probably be, he hey, would listen, want it to look I like think favoritism. bands like T-Rex and Devo and the MC5 and all these groups that influenced us should get in before we're even on the ballot. I could see him kind of making a case because for, he's such a good guy. Because he's a good guy and he also right. loves music like you oh can just God, tell he's, he's such a nerd. well that's like nerd. why he's at the ceremonies I and mean, i could see him like being cause... like because he advocated for a group like kind of a i don't want to call him a fringe but like dire straits are you talking about dire i'm talking about the group bad brains which <laughs> oh, is like a hardcore in... group I know from dc are. who are far from the mainstream yeah. they're very much an underground band and they were on the ballot they're very influential though they like, are almost everybody always mm-hmm. cites bad brains as an influence they were them. on the ballot two years ago kind of out of the blue and nobody was expecting it and it was dave Grohl's like kind of pet project of like you have to put bad brains on the ballot they're so influential to punk and like everything yeah. the, the, all these different underground scenes uh so i just feel like because he's an advocate in that way it's possible he could be like do not put foo fighters on the ballot but it's also possible that there are people who are like, yeah, yeah, but there's more of us and we can say it's not entirely up to you. So we're putting you on. Wow. Okay. So that's my, and if they, yeah, like I said, I think they could, and that would be the 2021 ceremony. And if not, definitely within five years of that, I think. Holy. Wow. So there okay. you go. Kristen, what do you think? Hi, yay. Well, and then don't we have to say what three songs we think they yeah, were? Yeah, we'll get to oh, that. We'll I'm just getting the, okay. the verdicts. Okay. Um, Hi, oh, I'm going to tell you right now, I was prepared to be like, no, they're not going to get in. They're a good rock band, but they're not maybe in the I Hall should, of Fame. Maybe I should leave my verdict for the end. <laughs> I think it's a little uh, leading. It's a little predictive, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but honestly, I mean, I'll still I say that. I don't mm-hmm. think that they would – I just to me, they are a good band. I'm like – Glad mm-hmm. they exist and everything, <laughs> but I don't think that they're Hall of Famers, you know. I think they've been around. They're good. I'm happy for them. Dave Grohl seems like clearly a good dude. Good neighbor, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Good for you, man. Like, way to do it. Way to be a functional man in the rock and roll world, okay? That's what I think about Bon Jovi, too. I think mm-hmm. John Bon Jovi, good dude. Good Hate husband. Bon functional guy. Fuck Bon Jovi, though, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like... do i think they'll get in i mean i guess they'll probably get in (laughs) do would do they get into the kristen stuttered rock and roll hall heart of fame (laughs) do they get into my heart of fame i'm so sorry they do not Mm -hmm. um but i guess i'd put them in the hall yeah they'll probably get in within the first five years that they are nominated They'll get in right away, but it won't be because I had anything to do with it. (laughs) Not that I ever do. Allie. Uh, Well, uh, in terms of my heart of fame, they're definitely up there. I'm a huge, huge huge fan. I'm really frowning. (laughs) uh, Heart of fame is a cool term, and we're using it now. It's catching on. Uh, I I really like the Foo Fighters a lot, but separate from that, um, you know, just the fact that they still continue to, to put out uh, new stuff all the time, but that they continue to kind of evolve and change their sound and that they are historically important just in terms of being a band that came from Nirvana and knowing that 
uh, Dave Grohl is such a big part uh, of of the committee. I don't know if that's the right word, but mm-hmm. yeah. being a part mm-hmm. of this. For sure. Um, it does kind of just seem like a no-brainer in terms of, like, I'm sure it will get um, – there will be less and less great bands to choose from as time goes on anyway. But it just seems like – I don't think there will be less great bands to choose from. I mean, I, uh, but huh. – it dep- again, this is the ephemeral, mm-hmm. ethereal nature of the hall. Yeah, yes. and it's, you know, there's, you think about there's such a backlog of snubbed artists that really, I think, I think it would surprise people how, how many long great bands. it will take for them to run out, so to speak. Yeah. You know. Well, like the Cure are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow. Yeah. So I just that's th- my it's, new that's my new pet peeve too. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> it's it's my number one me really snub, angry. without a doubt. That's but. crazy. I I feel like all I can speak to is that I really hope they make it in because they're nice boys and I think they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Let's put some nice that's boys nice. in the hall for once. Uh, great. So who of the band gets inducted? Obviously Dave Grohl. Obviously. I think even, even though Pat Smear was on the second record and then was gone for, you know, over a decade, he's been back for the last three i think pat gets in with them pat smear was also as you know as everyone knows the touring uh guitarist for uh nirvana, nirvana. at the very end um they've had these same bassist yep. pretty much the whole time uh which is nate mendel mendel whatever uh <laughs> taylor hawkins also been with them nearly as long as the bass player he's the drummer that's a blonde guy i can yes, picture he's, him he's wow. the second See? most recognizable member <laughs> yeah. of that group after because he's kind of like got a blonde long hair mm-hmm. rolly he kind of he kind of looks like dave Grohl. they're kind of and twinsies. he he has with taylor hawkins has with dave Grohl inducted rush inducted queen they were both at the at the podium oh man they're just pals they love to have fun and then chris chris shiflet oh. who's the <laughs> other guitar player has been with them since like the late 90s yeah. induct them all everybody gets in is there anybody who shouldn't get in yeah i think fran i always franz, put everybody in franz I want everyone who's ever played on a record to get in so franz stahl was a, a, te- a former member he was a guitar player but he was not on an album oh then no uh, same with not on an album, William no. Goldsmith, official member. He was drums, but it looks like he was not on an album. You're either. out of there, buddy. Sorry. So this, the, the ones I picked, other than uh, Rami Jaffe, who joined in 2017. Okay. I don't think he gets TBD. in. TBD. We'll keyboards. see. I don't know. Maybe they have a big keyboard hit. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but that, those are the people I'd say would get inducted. And then what three songs do they play? Okay. I think they play – we've kind of talked about this. And, you know, maybe I'll let you guys yeah. go first okay. and then I will chime in. Okay. I think they play uh, – ooh, I think they play Everlong. Mm-hmm. I think they play Learn to Fly. Okay. And I hope they play All My Life because that song <laughs> fucking Rips. kicks. Yeah. That's what I want them okay. to play. Okay, good. What do you think, Allie? What three songs do they play at the induction ceremony? <laughs> Yeah, um, I feel like they'll do times like these. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like they'll do <laughs> uh, maybe all my life. Um, I I really hope they don't do Everlong. I hate that song, um, and it's only popular because the acoustic one, which sucks. Mm-hmm. So they'd have to do it, but they probably will. I don't know. I've seen them play a lot. Also. Yeah, you can say what you want them to yeah. and what they you think and they what will. You think they will. Um, well. Yeah, maybe my hero is one that I I would be mm-hmm. happy to hear. That's a good one. That I also hope they would. Um, they, they can put together a, a pretty tight three song set have... list of a lot of different permutations. Yeah, they really can. Um, 
I don't think that they'll do any of the stuff that is like super fun, like learn to fly or break out or any of that stuff. Uh, but mm-hmm. it'd be cool. I don't think they would. Um, I think they you might do think, Monkey like, Wrench. In the middle of it, they'll just decide to play a brand new song for no <laughs> fucking reason. I'm Has anyone done that? Bon Jovi bon did that, Jovi did that this year. They did a song that they released oh in, in 2018. I think, And food, it was corny as hell. It was pretty bad. <laughs> and it made the broadcast. That's like tailor-made for getting cut out of the broadcast. And <laughs> come on. Oh. I think they'll play Everlong. Mm-hmm. I think they'll play Best of You. Best of mm-hmm. is great. And I think almost as a nod to their longevity, they'll play I'll Stick Around. Because sometimes, sometimes... I'll Stick Around is a pretty great song. Am mm-hmm. I right about yeah, that? Yeah, it is. It's very that good. That song rules. Um, and sometimes the, the bands will pick a song that feels encompassing of their career or right. like kind of is... Maybe they'll play Exhausted from the first album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and who inducts them? Who inducts Foo Fighters? Uh, so who who often is uh, Eddie selected? Vedder inducts everybody. Two people who induct a lot of people are Eddie Vedder and Bono, right? Yeah, Eddie Vedder, Bono. I mean, like we we thought Dave rolled more, but he only did two. Maybe but Dave still... inducts them. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe maybe Dave inducts I mean, himself. We saw Dire Straits saw induct dire themselves, Straits. which was so sad. Um, but uh, you know, it it sometimes it is a current musician like Kendrick Lamar inducted N.W.A. I feel like Paul McCartney will do it. Uh, oh, that's that's interesting. Ooh. That's that's if I could if I could have one bet that I'd ever have fun seeing came true, I would I would put my money on Paul McCartney inducting. That's that's oh, that's a, that's a, a really one. interesting. Yeah, that's good. Uh, um, I think Anthony Kiedis will induct them. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's a peer, but like sometimes it is. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, All right. Well, it's it's between Anthony and Sir Paul McCartney. So. I mean, but do they ever do gags? Is it ever people like Jack Black? <laughs> is it like ever, is well? Is that I mean, Jack David Letterman. So, so I mean, Howard Stern inducted Bon Jovi. Yes. David and, Letterman inducted and Pearl Jam. Howard Stern inducted Bon Jovi and said "fuck Bob Dylan." That's very funny. It was funny. My my second, if I'm allowed, my second. No, go ahead. Sure. My second would be Jack Black, just because they've done so mm-hmm. much work together. Oh, that's a really good. That's a good one. One as well. And I think people would really love to see. People it. would love that. It might get some eyeballs tuning in and caring about this dumbass thing. <laughs> of of the like comedy inductors that I can mm-hmm. recall, like we said, Howard Stern with Bon Jovi, David mm-hmm. Letterman inducted Pearl Jam, Chris Rock inducted. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's amazing. What? Yeah. On Earth. No. Yeah. I no. <laughs> no. I'm yes. sorry. I will not. What? Yeah. He inducted. And how? He's... How does this never come up? I mean, you're witnessing what? This is a true moment for what? us. It's very beautiful. And his what? Uh, his I mean... speech was. Kind of funny in not in like a not in a like he wrote a, a routine this was, about this it. is the uh, essence of Chris Rock's speech. You know, I was with some some guys back in the day with my crew, and we were going to go see this band. We were going to see this rap group, uh, and we were there, and we noticed that we were like the only black guys there, uh, and like everybody was white. And then we were like, and then the band started band started coming up. And we realized we're at the wrong show, <laughs> and it was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And we were like, you know what? This is pretty good, ladies and gentlemen. That's really funny. Wait, no, I mean, like he what? also he get you know, but that was the oh, essence. Of I it. would have loved it if Chris Rock 
like they were there to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but they didn't realize they were white <laughs> until they yeah. came to the show. That's really funny. It was like they started playing and they were like, suck my kid. Wait, these guys are white. Hold, hold the phone. <laughs> Uh, there's a, Wait, I just truly, my mind cannot wrap itself around Chris Rock inducting the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's an interesting one. It really is. For sure. Oof. And the in the non-performer category, uh, there's a producer named Lou Adler who did Tapestry with Carol King and he did yeah. stuff with the Mamas and Papas. Lou Adler is also the guy who's always sitting next to Jack Nicholson uh, <laughs> courtside at the Lakers games. He's a guy with like a white Kangol. Uh, and like glasses and a beard and, and he's mostly known <laughs> I mean he has like a really great uh, career as a musician but like a lot of people are like oh it's the dude who sits next to Jack Nicholson well I- as you may recall I think I said this in our last episode I mm-hmm. saw the Carol King yes, 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 uh, yes, yes you this I saw beautiful the Carol King biopic musical with my mother last Christmas uh, and I did so I did know that yeah. Lou Adler Lou is Adler. the producer yes. and Lou Adler when she moves out to California Adler to do Tapestry was inducted this, will, I think, might also blow your mind. Lou Adler was inducted by Cheech and Chong. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because he produced their comedy albums. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean, that at least think, makes some more sense. I think sense, maybe he I discovered guess. them, too. Like, he may have brought them in and be like, okay. you guys should do albums. I, I mean, that I that makes some more sense. When you this, kind of know the, the, the Chris history. The Chris Rock, Red Hot Chili Peppers connection, I'm still not very clear on. And I... I mean, I've wow. seen the speech, and I am kind of with you there. <laughs> I don't exactly... Uh... Man, that is really interesting to me. Gosh. May, may I take an opportunity just to say that... Uh, Jack Nicholson came to the Austin Powers themed bar, uh, and it was uh, while you were there. Immediately after I left, oh my god! People were Ugh. posting all of these Facebook photos, just like Jack Nicholson's here. What? Wait, it I was think real Jack, Nicholson? real Jack Nicholson, um, in, in in a room full of celebrity impersonators. Because <laughs> for people <laughs> who are listening, I mean. yeah. who don't under who maybe know. are kind of confused, there is a what you would call a pop-up bar in Los Angeles. That's Glendale, California, across from two malls. Right, yeah. It's yeah. in one of the lamest parts of uh, Los Angeles. But it is a Austin Powers-themed bar with, like, drinks that are, like, I'll get the Bigglesworth or, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> My and, mojo. And, you know, there's an Austin Powers impersonator walking around. There's fembots giving you drinks. And it's all very uh, 60s chic style. I've been. It's, the 90s version I love of the it. 60s yes. chic. Uh-huh. It, totally. It's, it was fun. Uh, but that's. That's, that's crazy. Um, wow. I think, though, that... Who would Jack Nicholson in, induct? Oh, does he Lou, care about music? He, he could have inducted Lou Adler. They kind of blew it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man. He was there, too. Oh, my God. What? He was there? He was there he with his buddy Lou. at, these, uh, he at was this like, event as well as yeah, he courtside at the hall? Kind of. I think I mentioned it last episode. Uh, that ceremony was in L.A. and it opened with Randy Newman. Oh, yeah. Doing I Love L.A. And, <laughs> and they the, cut to Jack crowd. Nicholson going, we love it. Yes. <laughs> it's really great. Oh, man. Lovely. Um, I think that about covers it. Yes. For this episode, Allie Gertz, thank you so much for joining us. This was Allie really Gertz, great. Wait, let me ask you a question. Do you care a little more about the Rock Hall now that you've been on this podcast? It's really more that I continue to find things I love about Joe. And, <laughs> wow. And I've gotten to become your friend a little bit better. And if, if the Rock Hall is what we had to talk about to make that happen... <laughs> So I was, be it. I was happy to do it. <laughs> but oh, do boy. you guys like the Foo friendship. Fighters a little bit more? Ooh, honestly, I, I, as often happens with these things, uh, Toto notwithstanding, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I do. I, I think it, it. I discovered that I like the Foo Fighters more than I thought I yeah. did for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Allie, are there any plugs or oh, yeah. anything? We're joining hands. We're all, we are literally joined hands. Uh, yeah, I was, for, we for a moment, all we were right. kind of just holding Allie's hands, but now we're holding each other. Like Allie. Like parents, like, listen, Allie, we're really proud of you. We're so happy you're going away to school. But you can't go to the Foo Fighters concert. You're grounded. Uh, uh, Allie, are there any, uh, things you would like to plug? Uh, yeah, yes. So you could, uh, if you choose to follow me, uh, I'm at Allie Gertz on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and then I have a Simpsons podcast, which Joe mentioned at the top, called Everything is Coming Up Simpsons. Joe has been on it and is a great guest. And uh, uh, my co-host, Julia Prescott, and I just wrote a book called 100 Things Simpsons Fans Must Know and Do Before They Die. And that is available for pre-order on Amazon. It's so cool. Oh, I also am uh, the editor at Mad Magazine, and those things are on sale at maybe like, you can probably get it like a Barnes and Noble and like a Target and a Walmart, but mm -hmm. you could also get a subscription. Um, but other than that, uh, yeah, it's all on the internet. Heck nice. yeah. Follow Allie. She's a great follow. She's a hey. great follow. I follow her across <gasps> platforms. Hey. Across platforms. Hey, speaking of platforms, if you want to follow me across platforms, you can find me at, at KStud. Interesting. Interesting choice on the voice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I appreciate it. Sometimes it's the end of the podcast. If you're still here, you get you get you the earn deep something. cut. You really, right? yeah. You get something. Just, you get a little just slice of embarrassing audio from me. This is why I plugged my dad up top. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Twitter at Joe K. Joe K. Instagram Joe Qua. Um, I'll, I will be at the UCB Sunset Theater on Memorial Day for If You Build It, doing stand-up comedy. Uh, if you would like to ask us a question or oh, have yeah. requests, tell us that you miss the games or uh, anything. We'd love to hear your feedback. Perhaps you're a female fan of The Who. Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we'll we'll get a few messages for that. Rockhallpod at gmail.com. Allie, you like to make lists, right? Very, very much. Just put, Ooh. just making sure we got that in there before very we're nice. done. Oh, sure. thanks. Uh, the we want to thank Ted Tremper for the studio space and the equipment. I mean, we I make lists, to do lists, and stuff. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> we want to thank uh, Liz Full for helping us uh, set up and being kind of our technical advisor. Uh, please uh, subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes because that'd be really nice. Five stars only. Five stars only. Uh, I think that about covers it. Uh, Allie makes a lot of lists, and they're beyond <laughs> to-do lists. This was something okay. we came up later. I should have right. said it before. We okay, are wrapping bye. up. My Thanks, everyone. Quiz I love you. My name it. is Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Stutter. And who cares about the Rock Hall? Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 